Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, that is, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. Maybe you've heard the uh, saying that most people are six inches from success, which is the distance between their two ears. That is the area where I work. As a hypnotherapist, I help people change their thoughts and their behaviors at a subconscious level, right? When we talk about bad habits, something we've done over and over again, we do it without thinking, right? To change a habit, we need to become conscious that there's a habit we don't want. We need to actively pursue doing the new habit, right? That habit is rooted in the subconscious mind, and that's where hypnotherapy has its impact on the level of the subconscious mind. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you are struggling with anxiety, and we're going to talk about anxiety today, there is something you can do about it. I'll tell you how to get in touch with me at the end of the show. But for now, let's get into today's podcast, the top seven things to do to manage driving anxiety. Okay, so I've talked about driving anxiety before, and I'm talking about it again because every week I have somebody calling me for help with driving anxiety. Now, I live in Southern California. Most people drive here. It's a driving culture. I mean, we do have uh, mass transit, you know, buses, and but boy, if you want to get someplace quick, you have to drive. So there's a lot of driving anxiety here. If you've ever driven on a Southern California freeway, you know what I am talking about. But I do get calls from all over the country uh, with people struggling with driving anxiety. So let's get into some statistics. So I went to zebra.com, which is an insurance website. In other words, they'll help you find insurance. So they did a survey, 1,500 people, and they found that 66% of Americans experience driving anxiety, with 55% reporting that they feel that while performing common driving maneuvers. You know, we're not talking about crazy, you know, uh, weird driving conditions. We're talking about regular everyday driving. So out of those who experience driving anxiety, merging onto the highway, that's 26% of respondents said that that was very scary for them. Backing up and reversing, 19%. These were the top driving skills that made people the most anxious. In addition, more women reported that they experienced driving anxiety. That was 75% of the 1,500 people rather than men, which is 55%. I would say in my practice, I get more men coming to me with driving anxiety. And so let's talk about triggers. So what, what causes, what are the, some of the things that cause driving anxiety for most people? And I'm talking about my own experience. So certainly merging is a big one merging onto a freeway. Now, in other uh, localities uh, where there's not so much of a freeway presence, a little bit easier, but here, getting onto a a Los Angeles freeway can be, it can be really, really uh, 
I mean, you really need to know what you're doing and be on your toes. So merging. For many people driving over bridges or those high freeway overpasses uh, can be very scary. There's a couple of overpasses here in the LA area where, I mean, you're way up there, like five, six stories high on these on these kind of interchanges where you go from one freeway to another. So obviously that's scary for people that have um, anxiety and fear of heights. For many people going fast. So when the speed limit is 65, 75 miles per hour, they get real nervous. They'd rather have lots of traffic where they can drive slow. So speed is one of the triggers that creates uh, driving anxiety for many people. Open spaces is another one. In other words, they get out there. There is a wide uh, freeway of you know five or six lanes. Uh, there's open space on either side. For some people, that is very, very freaky and triggering. And then um, another thing that I've encountered is long stretches of road where there are no off-ramps, no ability to get off the freeway. And the reason for this is um, many people want to know that if they start feeling anxiety, they can get off the freeway. And if there's no off-ramp, then they can't do that. And many times there's no shoulder to pull aside on. So that's very, very scary for many people. So these are some of the triggers that I've encountered when working with people that have driving anxiety. So, uh, and the whole reason I'm, I'm kind of revisiting the driving anxiety thing is because I've, I'm just getting so many calls from people that are really struggling with this. And one of the reasons is I have a YouTube video out there of me uh, giving a presentation to hypnotherapists about how to work with driving anxiety. I'll give you that link in just a little bit. So, why do people develop driving anxiety? Let's talk about some of the reasons why that happens, okay? First and foremost, typically, if somebody comes to me with driving anxiety, they have a history of anxiety or panic attacks. And this is just another presentation of kind of that history of, of, uh, of either panic attacks or anxiety, okay? You typically, you don't get people coming to me that are calm, cool, and collected, and boom, all of a sudden, you know, they have driving anxiety, although that does happen. Now, um, people that have other phobias, for instance, such as claustrophobia, that's a big one when it comes to driving anxiety. People have that feeling of being trapped in their car, or if they're surrounded by cars on a freeway or highway, they feel trapped uh, on, the, on the road, and I say freeway, because that's what we call the, uh, you know, the highways, the interstates here in, in SoCal. But you may call it a highway, but it's a, it's a long uh, express road that doesn't have intersections. So that's what we're talking about, okay? So um, these other phobias, a fear of heights, agoraphobia, which is the fear of kind of being out in open spaces, a lot of these come into place uh, when people are driving. It may come as no surprise to you that if somebody has, a, has had a past trauma in a car, like a car accident, okay, that can really um, set the stage for driving anxiety. Or if they knew someone that was hurt or injured or worse in a car accident, that could give you driving anxiety too, a close call. So one time uh, I rear-ended somebody, not on the highway, but on the surface streets, but rear-ending somebody, boy, for months afterwards, I was super careful and really afraid 
of being too close to the uh, person in front of me. So past trauma or being in a car accident, for many of the clients that come to me, having a parent or caretaker who was afraid of driving, even a sibling. So, you know, you're a little kid, you're sitting in the back seat, and you get the sense that mom or dad is not very comfortable while driving. And all other times, they look pretty cool and calm, but once they get in the car, they're kind of freaky. That sends a message that driving is dangerous. So many people have that going on too. So, you know, in their minds, driving equals danger. Another reason people develop driving anxiety is long periods of chronic stress. So a health issue, uh, taking care of a sick parent, being a caretaker, business challenges, you know, so there's already all this pressure, this, this tension and this stress in the body. And so sometimes that comes out when people are driving under conditions that maybe are, are not the best. So, you know, lots of traffic or raining conditions or snow or up on the side of a mountain, that kind of stuff. If, you know, your body is already filled with, with uh, tension and stress, a lot of times it doesn't take much to really produce that, to have a, a feeling of anxiety or even a panic attack. And low blood sugar. So you've gone a long time without eating, you get into your car to drive, maybe you had a bunch of coffee or caffeine, and now your body's responding uh, with an anxiety response. Low blood sugar is often the cause of kind of these uh, driving anxiety situations that seem to come out of nowhere. You know, perfect example, I've heard it so many times, you know, uh, people are partying, uh, they're drinking, uh, they're having themselves a good time. They go to bed late. Uh, they get up the next morning. You know, they got to go someplace. Maybe they're out of town and they're going home. Maybe they don't feel like eating because they're not feeling all that great. They get on the road. Um, their blood sugar is already messed up because of alcohol, which is high in uh, sugar, right? The night before, they haven't eaten. And then their blood sugar uh, bottoms out, okay? Maybe they've had a bunch of coffee that makes the situation even worse. And so they have a panic attack while driving. I mean, that rapid heartbeat, sweaty palms, disorientation, dizziness, clammy hands, all of these are signs of a, of a panic attack, or they may just feel a, like a terrible sense of anxiety, a feeling of impending doom, which is a little bit different from a panic attack. But, you know, these are the kind of things, low blood sugar, not eating, that can set the stage for having a very unpleasant experience uh, while driving. And here's what typically happens. Once a person has a panic attack while driving, or let's say they have high feelings of anxiety, then the next time they get in their car or the next time they get on the highway or freeway, they're thinking about that, right? Whereas all the times before they just jumped in their car and went wherever they needed to go, now they're getting in the car thinking like, oh, remember what happened? Like on the way back from Vegas, oh man, I hope that doesn't happen again. Right? Do you see what's happening? I hope that doesn't happen again. Now your subconscious mind is just like hearing, happen again, happen again. Remember that thing, happen again, right? So that's how these things become kind of self-reinforcing. Now you have what's called anticipatory anxiety, right? So every time you get in your car, you, you're anxious about being anxious, anxious about what if I have a panic attack while I'm driving. So this just adds more fuel to the fire, right? So 
Um, now you get into your car kind of being afraid of having a, an anxiety or panic attack. And of course, that just makes it even worse, right? You start to associate driving with fear. And again, that's how these things have a tendency to get worse. So here are the top seven things that you can do to manage driving anxiety. All right. So first and foremost, take care of yourself. Even before you get in the car, this is basic stuff. You've heard it before. Good sleep. Three meals a day. If you have anxiety, I would suggest that you don't do any kind of intermittent fasting, at least until you get a handle on the anxiety, because you don't want low blood sugar to be part of the problem. So eating three meals a day, getting good sleep, getting exercise can be very, very helpful to help let or vent out tension and stress in the body. Uh, you know, breaks at work, just trying to bring down the level of stress or tension in your life uh, can be very, very helpful. Getting professional help like hypnotherapy can be incredibly um, transformational when it comes to these kind of anxieties. Many people that come to me with driving anxiety are already starting a yoga practice or doing meditation. They're cutting down on alcohol. Many people have just eliminated caffeine completely. Caffeine is a known trigger for anxiety. So um, do those things first and foremost. Get a handle on your own self-care. Number two, try to think back. Try to understand why this happened. Ask yourself, you know, did my parents exhibit fear while they were driving? Was there something that happened a long time ago or even recently that triggered this fear? Or did it just come out of the blue? I mean, think to yourself, oh, yeah, you know, I got up late. I was in a hurry. I didn't eat. I was drinking a bunch of caffeine and out of the blue, I had a, a panic attack or high feelings of anxiety, right? So try to understand how this started. That can be helpful. It's not going to solve the problem, but it can be helpful to understand, oh, this is when it started and this is why. You may not always understand why, but try to, okay? Okay, number three, any kind of relaxation techniques that you can practice when you feel the anxiety. Breathing is one of the uh, most significant things you can do. Because when we're feeling that anxiety or that fear, we're breathing high up in the chest and we're breathing fast. <sighs> like that, right? So long, slow, deep breaths, right? Is going to change the physiology of the body and get you from fight flight into what we might call rest and digest. So remember that in the moment, there's something you can do to bring yourself down from that anxious feeling. Try to get out of the story, like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen? Am I going to pass out? Oh my God, am I having a heart attack? Oh, what's going to happen? Should I? No, try to get out of the story and get into your body. This is so important. Get into your body, focus on the symptoms, talk yourself down, calm yourself down. Look, if you need to pull off the, the highway, if you need to pull over and, and just breathe and calm yourself, do that. But try in the moment to create calm and ease for yourself. Okay, so um, number 
Let's see, that was number three. So on number four, self-talk. Talk to yourself. Instead of telling yourself, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen? Uh, am I going to be able to get there safely? Instead, tell yourself, I've got this. I'm in control. Uh, this too will pass. Any anxiety that comes up will go away. But talk to yourself and don't scare the heck out of yourself. Tell yourself, I can do this. I've got this. And make that a regular part of your uh, routine. Remember, we're very suggestible first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Those are excellent times to give yourself positive affirmations, but especially the minute you get into your car, try to create feelings of calm and safety. I'm good. I've got this. I'm going to be okay. I have one uh, client that prays, right? And that really helps them feel a great sense of calm and safety. All right. So self-talk is important. Number five, keep driving. Don't stop driving. When you decide that you're just not going to drive or when you decide you're just not going to drive on the freeway anymore, it is so difficult to get back on, assuming that's your intention. So keep driving, even if, even if it's local, okay? Just drive when you can, as far as you can, using the techniques that I've described to, to maintain a sense of safety and security in your car. So the minute you stop driving, it's very difficult to get back on. So keep driving. Number six, remember, anxiety is an uncomfortable feeling in the body. It won't hurt you. It won't kill you. So people passing out while driving because of anxiety, I don't know of any time that has happened. I would imagine if somebody's hyperventilating, it can happen. But the vast, vet 99.999% of the time, it's a bad feeling in your body. Now, you can throw fuel on the fire by saying, you know, by, by scaring yourself and saying, oh, I'm going to pass out, or you don't need to do that, okay? Any anxiety you feel will pass. And so if you just try to calm yourself, tell yourself, look, it's just an uncomfortable feeling. I'm okay. This will pass, all right? Instead of scaring yourself, just try to talk yourself down off the ledge and remember anxiety can't hurt you. It's an uncomfortable feeling in the body that will pass. And number seven, try to distract yourself when you're driving. Sing. Listen to calming music. Talk to somebody on the phone. Listen to an audiobook. Get out of your head and all those fearful thoughts and try to make driving as pleasant an experience as possible. Okay, so these are the seven top things you can do to manage driving anxiety. Try one, try all of them, and if nothing helps, I'll tell you how to get in touch with me in just a moment. Now, you want to check out this uh, short little um, video I made about driving anxiety, you can go to tedmoreno.com slash driving anxiety. No spaces, no slashes, no hyphens, just tedmoreno.com slash, that's the only slash, driving anxiety. That will take you to a, a YouTube video that I made um, at the Hypnosis Motivation Institute that seems to bring a lot of clients to me. And many people have said, not necessarily clients, but thank you so much for the video. It was so helpful. So check that out. Okay. So in closing, let me leave you with a uh, quote by a, a gentleman named James Clear. He said, and this is a mantra for anxiety, 
Anxiety is not you. It's something moving through you. It can leave out of the same door it came in. So ride the wave and let it go. Okay, so I hope you found today's podcast helpful. This is a very important uh, area that I do a lot of work in. So listen, if you're experiencing driving anxiety, hypnotherapy can one of can be one of the most powerful ways to transform that challenge into possibility. And I'd like to be the person you turn to, as so many others have throughout my 20 years of private practice. Let's book a complimentary consultation today and explore if working together can be your best path forward. So to request your complimentary consultation, go to tedmoreno.com slash contact And I'll get back to you within 48 hours. We can talk and find out if it's right for you. And if you're ready, we can schedule your first session either in person if you're in the LA area or virtual over Zoom or even over the phone. Okay? So thank you so much for listening today. I hope this podcast was helpful. I look forward to speaking with you again soon on a future episode of Ted In Your Head. Thank you so much and take good care of yourself. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.